0: You're listening to Extra Time, live on LCFC Radio,
1: your place for all the reaction to the weekend's football.
0: Yes, welcome along to Extra Time here on LCFC Radio with me, Dan Bates, Jerry Taggart and Ewan Roberts this evening. We're in a good mood because there's been some good news, hasn't there, this afternoon. So it's put a bit of a smile on everybody's faces. It seems that the end maybe <laughs> is in sight.
2: Well, let's hope so, eh? Let's hope so. Oh, I quite enjoy it. The things because there's no there's no uh traffic no traffic, on, no the road, traffic right? on the roads you know when you're getting away from the game so that's you've got the golf every course to get back to there. well yeah that's another thing that is annoying me no golf at the minute uh which isn't great and I as you know Ian's always out running pounding the, the streets I can't do that anymore <laughs> So all I've got is golf yeah how oh, are the
1: how are knees tags? I the not from Absolutely. the lack of golf.
2: Absolutely We're still shocking, they're always shocking, but there you go. You know, I do a few set ups every now and again, you know. Just to keep myself in trim. <laughs> keep yourself <trimmed. laughs> tip Top condition.
1: <laughs> uh how are you, Ewan? I'm good, Dan, I'm good, mate. Good weekend. Uh full of full of football, um, uh, topped with that magnificent performance yesterday at Villa Park.
0: Yeah, absolutely, it was, it was brilliant, wasn't it, from Leicester City? We'll get on to that in a minute. We'll hear from uh, Brendan Rodgers and Yuri Tielemans in the next hour. We'll also preview that uh, huge second leg uh, with Slavia Prague, of course, on Thursday. And we'll talk about James Madison and Harvey Barnes, how good they've been this season, and as well as I mentioned, for Luke Thomas in particular, who, mm. who has been brilliant when he's played, uh, particularly recently. Uh, we want everyone that's listening or watching and on social media to get involved with the show. You can do so by commenting. Uh, I can hopefully read out some of the best ones. Um, but Ewan, let's start then with that uh, fantastic win yesterday and particularly the opening sort of half an hour or, or first half in general. Leicester yeah. were brilliant.
1: I, I would say the first half, Dan. Um, probably for me... Uh, the best 45 minutes I've seen from Leicester this season. Um, from the very first whistle, they were at it. You know, tempo, intensity, movement. Never wasted a ball. Um, going forward, always looked a threat. Defensively, looked solid. Um, you know, and two early goals takes that pressure off you. Um, would have got a boost absolutely when they they saw the team sheet one an hour and 15 minutes before kickoff when. They look at the Villa team sheet and and there's no Jack Grealish, you know, because he's so important to them. They can't really or they haven't got anybody to replace him. But yeah, I, I was so impressed, especially when you think they played on 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 Thursday night um, in 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 Prague. You know, a, a decent performance there, came away with a, a positive result to go and perform within a few days rest like they did in that first half and even the second half. down, you know they. they Villa got back in it up within three minutes of of the restart, but then just the way Leicester reacted to that setback never really phased them. You know, you know a, lot, a lot of teams would have panicked, uh, especially away from home, but not Leicester. They just carried on playing the football. I thought Chilwellman's never wasted a ball. Madison was back to his best. Harvey Barnes tortured the Villa defence um, all all afternoon, and young Luke Thomas at left back. I mean. You talk about doing the nitty gritty, the dirty things. He he made he made a block in the first half which saved the goal, mm. and he intercepted a ball in the second half with a fantastic header that could have led to another Villa goal. And and I know Harvey Barnes got the man of the match, and forwards or people who grab the headlines and get the goals tend to do that. But for me, I thought I thought young Luke Thomas Tom was absolutely superb yesterday.
0: Yeah, I mean, we can talk about his performance, but we'll talk about him more generally a little bit later on. We've we've watched a lot of football together, Gerry, in the yeah. last couple of seasons, and there's been times when we've been at a, a game and Leicester maybe, for example, 2-0 two, two up, and they concede a goal, and there's a little bit of worry, isn't there? Whereas mm-hmm. yesterday, it wasn't the same. It was very nervy, don't, yeah. don't get me wrong, but I don't know about you, who was obviously at Villa Park, but... There was still not the sense of kind of Leicester are definitely going to concede here. You you felt that they were strong enough and they were going to be resolute enough to keep Villa out.
2: Yeah, it, it was sort of the same scenario uh as on Thursday night in the second half against Prague, where you had a, a lot of ball and a bit of sustained pressure, but you never thought for one minute that Leicester were going to concede. Uh and and as Ewan said, you know, they just settled themselves down again and got into that rhythm. Yes, of course Villa had, you know, probably more possession in the second half, but you never really thought. And, and when it did, you know, come the crunch moments or there was big interceptions or you needed the winner, a, get a, even a flick on a header to get it away, yeah. then they were able to... I <laughs> and Castano did it on the other side once or twice where he just got a couple of nicks on the ball and it stopped the momentum of Villa that are crucial in those moments... They probably don't get the air time they deserve. But, you know, speaking from experience, those little nicks and those little touches are absolutely crucial. And, and, and obviously, we've seen it from Luke Thomas, seen it from uh, Castagna. You expect to see it from the two centre halves. Uh, and obviously, Wilford and Didi as well in front of the lane. But I think that's the maturity in the team, the experience that these younger players are getting now. Uh, you know, Luke Thomas playing alongside, you know, so and Johnny Evans, Castagna, and also, you know, having Ndidi in front of him and Casper Schmeichel behind him. You know, what more do you want as a young fullback? You know, the, the experience he's gaining and the help he's getting from them players is immeasurable.
0: Do you agree with Ewan that that, that first half was among Leicester's best 45-minute periods in, in the whole of the season, which has obviously been a very good season today?
2: Yeah, it's right up there, isn't it? I, I think, you know, I went for a score draw. Was my prediction because of the traveling and the game on Thursday night but the way they came out of the blocks on Sunday mind mm. blown. mind blown and, and on the flip side of that you know I did know what Aston Villa were trying to do for the first 10-15 minutes and that's when Leicester got a hold of the game and then 10, 1st ten fifteen 10-15 minutes they just blew them away while they're passing the movement the rotational movement uh was was electric. The passing, as Ewan said, very, very good indeed. And when Villa had the ball, they just shut them down in that midfield. I can't remember once when Douglas Louise or uh, McGinn were on the half turn uh, and, and looking forward. I know McGinn got round once. He, he uses his frame very, very well. And he's turned and played one down the side for Ollie Watkins. And once or twice, Ollie Watkins got in down the side. But that's what they were... Uh, that's, you know, they, they were limited to playing those channel balls down the side, but if you look at the build-up play of Villa, they were trying to play it from the back. And every time the centre-halves got the ball, they were looking up and playing long balls, which was food and drink for uh, Johnny Evans and Soyanche. So, you know, even without the ball, they were very, very good in that first half.
0: Yeah, were you surprised, Ewan, with Aston Villa, particularly that... Maybe how good Leicester were in, in the first 10 or 15 minutes because Jerry's referenced that long trip obviously to Prague on, on Thursday, and, and you probably expected Villa to really come out of the traps and go at Leicester, but it was actually the other way around.
1: Yeah, I, I was, and I think you know, I mentioned it briefly before. Um, it was a massive blow for them, Dan, that Grealish wasn't playing. You know, great for Leicester, but he, he is a very, very good player, and, and, and then nowhere near the side. When he's in the team, and and, and he was very, very badly missed. And I, I, I I get the feeling as well. I look how deep they played in that first half. You know, you look at the back four, you look at Konza and Mings, and they were so, um, they were so aware of that ball over the top of them because they know they 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 had that last season in the league at Villa Park you know, Jamie Vardy absolutely gave them a nightmare of, of, of an afternoon with those runs in and behind them, and they were so wary of that. So they dropped deeper and deeper and deeper in that first half, which then just played into the hands of you know James Madison, um, Harvey Barnes, the the new right winger that the club have signed, and Ricardo down that right hand side. <laughs> I thought he he took to that position like a duck to water, and you would expect him to because you know that's basically how he plays when he plays right back. I just thought it was just a uh, just a full full performance by by the club in, in, in that first. I thought it was absolutely tremendous performance.
0: Uh, let's talk about Ricardo in that right wing position mm. then, because it, it seems as though obviously with handsight that Brendan Rodgers got it absolutely spot on.
2: Yeah, I think you know obviously before the team's been picked, there there may have been a reason for him putting Ricardo in there, and that was you know you could say that that was to try and help out with the threat of Jack Grealish. I don't know if Brendan knew before the game, whether or not Grealish was uh, fit, unfit and not available, uh, but there, you could give that as a reason, but, but apart from that, apart from that being a reason or not a reason, then you, you could say, well, we've seen Ricardo play there before. It has been muted by ourselves and other fans that mm. Ricardo could play there because he's just as good as going uh, going forward yeah. than he is defensively. You know he is the complete sort of modern-day fullback. He can do both jobs as equally as good. We know how good he is going forward. Uh, but for me, his movement was excellent off the ball. He kept coming inside mm-hmm. into those little yeah. pockets. And sometimes there was once or twice where he was actually playing as a number ten, receiving the ball just behind, just slightly deeper in the centre forward, and find himself getting turned and through you know, being the furthest man forward. So his, his knowledge of the game is excellent, and it was there for all to say, and obviously they they understand that him and Castanya have, they're two quality players, number one, and they react off each other. And, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying there's no communication there, but I think they're that intelligent, uh, the power of them, that they, they just almost instinctively know how to react off each other. When one makes a movement inside off the line, i.e., Ricardo, and Castagna knows as long as they've got good possession of the ball, he's, he's flying down that wing. And that's what we've seen yesterday in the first half. It was just silky. It,
0: it's a frightening right-hand side that, Ewan, isn't it? Castagna behind Ricardo. You could argue the same on the left, Luke Thomas with, with Harvey Barnes in front of him as well.
1: I, I don't think you could sort of separate um, or choose one over the other yesterday, right or left. I thought they were both tremendous down both flanks. Um, as you say, young Luke Thomas and Harvey Barnes caused havoc in, in that first half down the left, and as did um castania and Ricardo. And I totally agree with, with Tags what he said about Ricardo's runs in midfield. And probably that's you know, you would maybe wouldn't expect that of of a right back playing at right wing, but it just shows his football intelligence, you know, coming in knowing that his mate behind him is going to be overlapping him and creating space for him. I mean, I think probably as much of his good work on the ball and and, and and his delivery into the box I think that is the way he thought about the game impressed me more than anything knowing that his movement could enable Castagna to have a lot of freedom down that right-hand side
0: Yeah, two changes from manager Brendan Rogers going into that game they were Ricardo and Castagna of course let's hear from the Leicester City manager then uh, speaking after that brilliant
3: win
4: Brendan congratulations another great away win what did you think of it?
3: yeah it was an excellent win for us. Uh, I thought first half in particular our football was was very, very good. Our movement, the speed of our game the pressing was was really good. We were really hungry in that first half. What we conceded a pro goal from our perspective, uh, which after about forty eight minutes so that gives them momentum for the next fifteen minutes, twenty minutes or so. but then we we then got to grips with the game again um, still had one or two chances. Vards was through it looked like he was going to get in and score I and mean, one or two other moments, their keeper makes a great save of James's free kick. So, uh, and then by the end, obviously in the back end of a, a tough European travel and game, uh, we uh, we had to defend strongly, and uh, the players did that fantastic.
4: But for how better Villa were in the second half? You know, every cross that came into your box, you defended, and Casper hasn't really had a serious save to make. I don't think. No,
3: no. I think as I said, we defended it really well. Uh, the back four and then for the last period we went to back five because we knew there was lots of crosses going to come in and we could uh, get the head on it but uh, now the Johnny and Cags in particular they're outstanding in crosses and as you say we uh, he didn't have too much to do Casper.
4: Ricardo on the right side of midfield today what was the thinking there?
3: No he's a player that can play there I think that the dynamic worked really good for us I think you see that in the first half I think it he's flexible he can be outside he can be inside Tim can then penetrate outside him but also, they can cover for each other as well. You know, they know they both know the role uh, he's played in that position before Ricardo. So uh, now it just gives us a, a greater creativity in our uh, in our attacking play. And you've seen him on the inside; he's comfortable when he does move in, and uh, and he obviously works very hard.
4: James Madison, what's the situation with him?
3: Just a tip. Okay. He, uh, uh An issue with it last season. Uh, he just felt it on a corner. So. Uh, that he took today. So we'll see how that is over the next couple of days.
4: Well done today. Good luck on Pleasure, Thursday. Pleasure. Thank you. Thanks. Cheers, guys.
0: Yeah, a couple of people asking on uh, social media about James Madison mainly, I think, for their uh, fantasy team. Or <laughs> well, there was your answer from uh, from Brendan Rogers there. Brian Smith on Facebook says, uh, loving the form the club is in at the moment. Uh, Raymond says, extra time is always more fun after a win. To be fair, we're not talking about defeats or draws very much recently on on this show. And Ian Shipman in Canada, uh, good evening to you, or or good afternoon to you. Um, He says, I thought Luke Thomas was amazing again. Wow, what a player we have there. And and he's spot on, isn't
2: he? Yeah, well, I gave him a match yesterday. uh, And I thought he was excellent for the, the whole 90 minutes. I think, you know, obviously in the first half, we've seen a bit more of him going forward second half. He was called in the action defensively up against the, you know, Triori didn't really come to the party until the second half. It has to be said, but and he's a tricky customer, Triori. You know, he's got that action where you think he's going one way, and he sort of dances over the ball and shifts the other, and it's very difficult to, to defend against. And he's got a good turn of pace. I'm not saying he's electrically quick, but off the is off the mark. Pace is a very, very good, Triori. And I just thought, you know, OK, he's he's given one or two free kicks away. But you, you're you going to come to expect that. I, I'm on about when it mattered most. You know, look, Thomas give him absolutely nothing. And, and I think they tried to push the play a bit more down that right-hand side in the second half yesterday. And I thought, you know, look, Thomas was excellent. And, and you know, as Eunice already mentioned, he's, he's come in with one or two absolutely crucial uh, interceptions, Uh when you need it most, and that's the mark, for me, of a proper defender. It's somebody who stands up, is counted, puts his head where it hurts, uh, at the crucial moments in a game of football, and that's what Luke Thomas did.
0: That block, you in that you alluded to a yeah. little bit earlier, from, was it, was it Traore, I think El Ghazi maybe, yeah. maybe played in yeah. Traore, was, was coming in. That came three minutes before James Madison gave Leicester the lead. Now if you didn't need any more info on on how much that sums up how big a block that was, then that that's it right there. but well,
1: that's what 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 young Luke Thomas did then. It stops a certain goal for me, And that's like Jamie bardi in in the other box scoring a goal. I think that's how valuable something like that is. And he just and it's you don't say it too often these days with modern day defenders. He likes defending, Dan. He really does. You know, he's he's got good defensive instinct. He's got good defensive awareness. He can see danger. He reacts to that danger, and he's only 19. You know, no wonder the the club were I wouldn't say they, they didn't mind selling Ben Chilwell for for 50 million pounds. You know, and, and Ben was fantastic for 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 Leicester City. But when you've got a, a youngster of 19 years of age with the quality in his defensive side of the game. You know, yeah, he, you know, he loves getting forward, loads of energy. We've spoken about that. He links ever so well down that left-hand side with Harvey Barnes. But I think what, what's impressed me the most with him is he just loves defending. And it's not, it's not all the time you say that now about uh, about the defensive side of the game. You know, we, we, we want our defenders to come out and and, and play from the back and, and look good on the ball. Um, but he's just, he's a special player. He really, really is.
0: Luke Thomas hasn't been capped by the England under-21s yet, Jerry, which is is, is quite surprising to me. He's he's 19 years old. Watch his space. Yeah. (laughs) He's going to skip it, Dan. He's going to skip it. Well, that's it. That's what (laughs) I was going to potentially say. Is is there even a a tiny, tiny outside chance of him in making a senior squad very soon?
2: It's too hard to say what's going through. Gareth Southgate's mine, as far as his full-backs. He's got full-backs into a in well in Luke Shaw, uh, maybe one or two other skips some mine. I don't f- follow England avidly, as you probably <laughs> are aware with the accent. Neither, say. neither of you too, i I'm sure. Uh, oh, he, he
1: was, Southgate was there yesterday, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. He will have been leaving thinking, hey, this young boy ain't bad.
2: No, absolutely. I, I, I think he, Watch his space. I think there's a good yeah. chance he would go into the 21s first. Because yeah. of in fullback areas, England are pretty, have, yeah, pretty strong, and yeah. it has to be said. But you know, you just need to keep an eye on him because, like you say, he's nineteen. He's nowhere near hit his full potential, and he's already pretty good. And he's already pretty good, and <laughs> he's already shown that he's he he can be relied on. Ewan's mentioned that defensively, he can be relied on, uh, which in the, this day and age is a rarity uh, so I can only see more improvement from someone like Luke Thomas it, it, he's out of a Christian Fuchs for me more Luke Thomas because he's got that left foot uh, where he can swing crosses in from any angle early balls whereas Chilwell was more of a a runaway train let's call it he used to love it he was like a train getting up and down that wing you know great athleticism Uh, more short passes. He was more adept at playing short passes, Ben. But uh, Luke Thomas has got that ability to put early balls in from any kind of angle. And then on the flip side, defensively, is probably where he gets his most enjoyment. He'd probably say he doesn't, but it looks to me as if he absolutely loves it, which is a a rare talent to have. And that tells me no, it's I'd almost idle a Christian Fuchs mould.
0: Yeah, I'll just read out a, a tweet uh, from the weekend, Ewan. This is from Christian Fuchs. Um, it was, uh, he quote tweeted Leicester's tweet about Luke Thomas, which was just an appreciation post. And, and Christian mm. Fuchs said, uh, Love to see this kid r- running up and down the line today. Future of LCFC is bright. Very proud. Now, that, that that's obviously for someone like Luke Thomas, who's a young Leicester lad growing up, was probably what I'm trying to... Th- Rack my brain's now fourteen, fifteen when Leicester will have won the league and he'll have idolised Christian Fuchs. To yeah, see that from him yeah. and, and to be in the same dressing room as him must be pretty special.
1: Oh, I bet I bet he'll have been buzzing reading that tweet from uh, from Christian Fuchs. Uh, and high praise indeed and why not? Because, you know, he he's had to be patient this year. I think we've, we've spoken about it before, Dan. You know, he, he burst onto the scene um in the when the season restarted last season, played a few games, impressed us all with his performances. But he's had to be patient this season because of the resurgence of uh, James Justin, who's been absolutely fantastic. But whenever he's been given a chance, wherever, whenever he's been called upon, you know, he's taken that opportunity with, with both hands. And that's exactly But I think probably yesterday could be up there with his best performance for Leicester City.
0: Yeah, I agree and and I'm sure that's why you gave him your man of the mm-hmm. match uh, yesterday, James. Yeah, uh, so that's one uh, potential England player. Let's let's go on to two England players that that have been capped by the country and and Gareth Southgate would have been very pleased to see both Harvey Barnes and James Madison on the score sheet yesterday.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean you talk about that first half they were integral. Obviously they got got themselves on the score sheet, Harvey with an assist as well, but uh I mean Harvey Barnes just, um, we, we s- seem to be sent everywhere. I, like, I, could, I probably could have given it the man of the match to Harvey Boys, but he gets it every other week. But, <laughs> so, that first half performance by Leicester from six or seven players, I couldn't have given it to Casper because he had nothing to do. Or Johnny had very little <laughs> to do along with the keg. So, the, them three are out of the equation. But you go through the rest of the team... And maybe Wilfred because he didn't have that much to do. with. Nah. You go through the you go through the other seven players in the team, and you could have, and you're thinking if this keeps going like this, I, I'm going to struggle to give a man of the match. <laughs> so I, it was easier for me to pick the man of the match because the game sort of switched in the second half. Mm. You, you see different aspects of the game uh, unfold as the 90 minutes wears on. But that first half performance for them two, Madison Barnes. Uh, and Ricardo on the right hand side was just electric. As it, we we talked about the movement, the support from the full backs, uh, from from Tielemans and, and obviously Vardy played his part, even though not on the score sheet, which you know that's all we ever talk about, Jamie Vardy, is did he score? No. But you do, sometimes the work He's he so does. Much more than uh, I I think for Harvey Barnes goal as well. You know, I think he had the yeah, shot that yeah. got blocked by the keeper. And that's trademark Jamie Vardy. He sees the ball and he just thinks, shoot. And you're expecting the keeper to pick that up under normal circumstances. But because he just thinks, shoot, bang, keeper, uh, spills it. Harvey Barnes, bang, he's straight on it. He's not even thinking about it. He's straight on it. You see all the Aston Villa defenders, they're standing around looking, ball watching. Harvey Barnes reacts the quickest, thank you very much. And the same with Madison, lovely little finish. Them two were electric in the first half.
0: As, as a former forward, Ewan, does that goal from Harvey Barnes happen if he, for example, goes five games without a goal or because he's in in such good goal scoring form as Jerry said he was just literally one step ahead of the defenders and he was there ready for it
1: I, I think say, if he is in a bit of a drought if he is four or five games without scoring um, I still think he, he he keeps to them good habits and that is a good habit to get into as a forward I don't think you stop stop making those runs or you don't you don't stop following things in if if because if you do you're never gonna score Dan. So you've you've still gotta keep that that, that belief that, that you've got and that, that confidence that, that, that you've got. Um and maybe that's that's how far he's taken his game to another level now. That not not only is he playing as a as a left winger who loves to cut inside, but he maybe have that centre forward thought in him as well, following follow, things in following things in. He was, yeah, there was no one else. As as Tag said, the the Villa defenders were were on their heels, and I totally agree with with what you've just said about Jamie Vardy. He just occupies defenders. You know, when when Leicester are attacking, and 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 the def- defence's opposition, they just think, "Where's Vardy? Where's Vardy?" And he he attracts two or three defenders towards him because because of what he's done in his in his Leicester career, and then that gives the likes of James Madison and Harvey Barnes maybe that little bit more space and time. To go and do
2: what they did yesterday. Good, good, good forwards, as you said, follow things in. When you see your teammate have a yeah. shot, your first thought is the keeper's going to drop it. Yeah. And you're on. And, and similarly, good defenders think exactly the same. And it's all and then it's all down to where does the ball bounce when the keeper spills it. And if you're lucky as a forward, it drops to you. If you're lucky as a defender, it falls to you. The philadelphia defenders did not move an inch. What does that tell you? I'll leave it there.
0: <laughs> uh, so that's Harvey Barnes, uh, James Madison Ewan. Uh, since his Premier League debut in August twenty eighteen, he scored more goals from outside of the uh, box in the Premier League than any other player. And yesterday, obviously, was his eleventh. Not bad, is it? No.
1: I mean, what's your eight goals this season? But this is the stat that that impresses me so much. <laughs> your eight, eight. Eight goals in twenty-three appearances in the Premier League. He's got seven in his last fifteen. Yeah, that's absolutely tremendous. And he, he, he had a bit of an off night the other night in in, in He's a he's allowed one every now and then. To to be fair, but if you think right, and I've I've picked a couple of players who who people rave about. Uh, you look at Jack Grealish, and as we've spoken, he is a good player. He's got six goals in. In 20 Premier League games, and and people value him at anything between 75 to 100 million. You've got the lad Bruno Fernandez, who who I think he was 75 to to Manchester United when they signed him. He's got yeah, okay, he's got 15 goals in 25 appearances. Seven of those are penalties, though. So and I would put James in that bracket if if I'm honest with you. You know people people rave about Fernandez and, and Jack Grealish. Are they any better than James Madison? I don't think so.
0: Well, exactly. And and you particularly look, Jerry. since Christmas, I think Jamie Vardy's only scored one goal. Normally, if you were were told that from, what, December 25th to now nearly two months, you'd worry. But, Mm -hmm. in fact, it's been the opposite. The way that James Madison, as Ewan's alluded to recently, has stepped forward, the way Harvey Barnes has stepped forward... Harvey's only got one goal less than Jamie Vardy this season. And yeah. and <laughs> there's goals coming from everywhere, particularly at the moment from those two.
2: Yeah, I think, you know, Ewan's right what he said. And I've spoke about this in the past, that because of the the, the, the stature that Jamie Vardy has within the game of football, then he attracts attention from most teams. I think the, the best exponent, if you go back and watch the goal against Chelsea, James Madison's goal against Chelsea... And you see the ball coming into the box. You see Antonio Rudiger. All he does is track Jamie Vardy. He could have won that ball. But the cleverness is from James Madison is now getting into the box, following those balls up, thinking why if he gets a flick on, if he misses it, he, could, he thought his birthdays came at once against him. But he, you have to make that run. James has spoke about it himself. He needs to improve his numbers. He, he's been very vocal about it. You know, a certain pundit on Sky Sports talking about it. And and that's the proof of the pudding is in those types of finishes where Jimmy Vardy takes all the attention, but that means there's space and time for another player. It's all about the other player making sure he's in that space and having that time to put the ball away if Jamie Vardy can't get on the end of it. And that's the goal that epitomises it for me. We know how good James is as an individual and yesterday was an in, more of an individual goal. He finds himself a bit of space, good first touch in the bottom corner. But I think in general, you're, you're starting to see Madison get up alongside Vardy a, a lot more uh, and contribute. And that's why he's contributing more. Because Vardy, I'm not saying Jamie needs help, but it's, it's working where he's helping out with the goals. Obviously, Harvey Barnes is playing in that forward line. And he's getting his opportunity as well, and that confidence. You see that confidence grow and grow and grow, and that's why you see in the return from uh, Harvey Barnes. I think everybody knew this was going to happen to Harvey Barnes, Harvey Barnes anyway, mm. from from knowing him since he was a teenager, uh, that and seeing what he did out and loan at West Brom and places like yeah.
0: that. Yeah, and I, I think you and with. We're talking about the confidence of Harvey Barnes. Obviously, James Madison, full of confidence as well. When he let that ball run yesterday and he was just outside the box and he was about to shoot, you probably thought, give him 10 shots from there, he's scoring seven or eight of them. You backed him, even though he was outside the box. Against Martinez, who's kept more clean sheets than anyone else in the league apart from Edison, you still thought he's going to score
1: here? Absolutely, from what, 20, 22, 23 yards? If he's got time and space, then, as you say, seven, eight times out of out of 10, he's deadly. I mean, he's going to hit the target, that is for sure. Um, and it's, that, then down is, is he going to get closed down by a defender, which he didn't do yesterday? Does the keeper see it late? Which I, I don't know if he did. But when when you've got the quality in, in, in a right foot as James Madison has, who can put that ball where wherever he wants, so that's the quality that he possesses in that right foot. You know, we've seen it many, many times. Um, you, you just... I can't afford to give him that time, um, twenty twenty-five yards from goal because you'll get punished for it.
0: yeah there's goals coming from everywhere in this Leicester team, including from Yuri Tielemans. He didn't get one yesterday, but he did speak to LCFC Radio <laughs> after the game.
5: Yeah, I think it was a was a really good first half, especially. I think second half where they scored early on, we had to stay compact, stay uh, very narrow, and uh, and dig in until the end and to keep the score and um, that shows our, our mentality our, our composure as well under pressure and i think first half was was really good we scored early on uh, we scored two two really good goals and then we tried to to keep the ball and manage the game and second half was a uh, i think maybe a bit of fatigue that was coming in and we didn't keep the ball as as much as we would but um, i think it's a good win and especially here it's always a tough game to to play, and they are a good side as well. They are, they are up there with us. And and today was a, a massive win to, uh, yeah, to show that uh, that we are still up there.
4: But even though Villa had more dominance in the second half, Casper's <laughs> not really had a save to make, has he?
5: I don't know. Uh, I, no, that's true. I don't remember one, but uh, maybe one when he when he got out and he was just offside. So. Um, I think he's, he's very important at the back there and coaching the guys and, and then the defence is coaching us midfield and we try and get it onto the front players so I think it's it's really a, a team performance uh, today and, and the other games as well.
4: I want to ask you about Harvey Barnes as well because he's had a really fantastic season he's coming on every single week he's getting more goals to his game what's he like to play alongside?
5: Yeah he's really good and especially his end product is, is really really good this year he's improved a lot on that and I think that's just a, a question of confidence, and and not thinking about, yeah, should I score? Should I give the pass? So I think it's just uh, credit to him. He worked a lot in pre-season. He worked a lot last year, and he didn't have uh, that luck maybe last year in, in his last uh, pass or or shot. And this year, everything is coming coming really well for him and for the team.
4: And now. Thursday. It doesn't look like it's going to be a busy March at the moment, but if you win the game on Thursday, you've got another two games to look forward to. How much desire is there to, to get through to the next round?
5: A lot. I think uh, European competition is, is always very nice to play and you always play different types of, of teams, which is very enjoyable and hopefully you can finish the job on, uh, on Thursday. It's going to be a, a very tough game, but I hope the guys will be, uh, will be fired up for it. Jerry
0: Tillemans, there, speaking to LCFC Radio's James Fielden after the game. We'll talk about that uh, Europa League clash with Slavia in just a moment. But a, a final point, Jerry, on on the Premier League, and then we can put that to bed. Uh, Thirteen games to go, still an awful <clears> long way. Uh, Leicester have this six-point gap at the moment to fifth place, which makes for good viewing. But after what happened last season, <laughs> Brendan Rodgers has said it himself that they're not getting ahead of themselves at all.
2: No, and and that's a correct message to put across from Brendan. Because football, you know, is a funny old game, isn't it? As, it? as the cliche goes. I think, personally, that that won't happen again. Uh, now, OK, it, it all obviously you have to take into consideration the Europa League and the FA Cup because they're both doing very well in, the, in both those competitions and that just adds uh, to the fixture list. Uh, you know, to the pressure and everything else. But as far as him, you know, weighing and I don't see that happening this season. Uh, I think the self-belief is, is there more this season. I think you you've just spoke about two players whose goal returns have been imp- improving this year, especially, and Telemans is another one who's chipped in with more goals than we've seen. Obviously, Barnes is in double figures, Madison's in double figures, uh, Vardy's on, in double figures and, and people like Tielemans uh, is getting goals in, on the odd occasion along with even the full-backs and everybody else. In, in Obviously, there's a would still like to see the centre-halves get the odd goal from a set-piece but at the minute, it's going really well as far as the goals return is concerned and I think the change in system that Brendan implemented, putting Tielemans back in that holding role, and am playing from there suits the team better. It's not as high tempo all the time. Whereas last season it was four-three-three. Tillman's was playing as a alongside of Madison as a number eight. I suppose you call it alongside Madison with indeed he's sitting on his own. And so that means you've got more players in more in, a, in an advanced area of the pitch, higher up the pitch. So that gives you. That means you can go for the high press mm. because you've got an extra player in that forward forward uh, part of the pitch. Whereas now, they're a bit more pragmatic. I'm not saying they're, they're not a a high-pressing team that want to control the game for 90 minutes. They can play a counter attacking on football now if they have to. They can control the game. They can do the high press if they want to, depending on who to play. We've seen it this season. We've seen umpteen systems and team ways to get results. And I think Brendan Rodgers has learned from last season about that. And that's why you're seeing all these different systems and different ways of playing. They're counter-attacking and they're going for high press. And I think if he continues on that vein, then probably there'll be a bit more left in the tank come the end of the season.
0: Hopefully so, yeah. It's, it's certainly going to make for exciting viewing between now and the end of the season with the Foxes still in three competitions. Uh, let's do our Who's the Fox for this evening and, and the start of our uh, Extra Time teasers. So we'll get um, a picture for you on the screen. There'll be a Leicester player that has been blanked out there. You can see it uh, and you need to tell us mm. who you think that is. Jerry and Ewan, don't shout out if you know it. This is for well, the... It's, uh,
2: it's It's not a... It's not someone who's playing, is it? It's a substitute, that. It's one of the subs. I'm sure of it because you can tell by the jacket. Well there's a clue There's a clue
0: already <laughs> From Jerry Taggart uh, So yes uh, Do get your comments in On, uh, on Twitter And on Facebook uh, If you think you know Who the missing fox is I think Taggart's got A bit of an idea
2: um, I don't But I just know It's not one of the players <laughs> That started but I was obviously at the game Was that against Sheffield United? No that was against Liverpool Wasn't it? Yeah Obviously with a King Power Signed you
0: <laughs> Well uh, Jerry Half <laughs> half confident I think Let's see if he's confident Going into a our extra time teasers, you and because you dialed in, you can pick if you want pot one or pot two. I'll go pot two, please, Dan. Pot two for you and pot one for Jerry. Right, Jerry. Yes. On this day in 2004, uh, <laughs> Leicester drew 4-4 with Tottenham Hotspur. You were playing, mm-hmm, so you should know this. Uh, who scored two goals for Spurs that day?
2: <sighs> He's at Rangers. Little centre forward Played for Bournemouth
0: Don't give Ewan too many clues
2: Oh Ewan will get it anyway Oh my
0: you know, you know who it is
2: Please Lord Sort my brain out
0: <laughs> You were there Tags Come <laughs> on you were literally marking What's him. his name Ewan <laughs> Don't ask him he's, he's going to answer it When you uh, get this inevitably wrong
1: is it Teddy swimming? Yeah, ge,
2: ge, ge. it begins with a J. It does, it does begin with a J. <laughs>
0: this Man. is entertaining, this. Normally I'd, I'd try and hurry you up, Jay, but yeah. I'm enjoying this pain. Oh, I can't but, get God, it you.
2: right. I wasn't expecting it. <laughs> oh, we've got a two hour programme tonight. Oh, chair, chair.
0: Come on, you're so close. Ge- You've named a few of his former clubs. You know what his name starts with.
2: I can't, I can't. No. Go on, Ewan. I can't get. It's
1: Jermaine Defoe.
2: Defoe. I kept, I kept getting genus in my head. To be
1: fair, well, mate, you've given me all the clues. I could never have
0: got it without any of the clues.
2: No, you was, was you're, you're, you're not serious.
0: Honestly, mate, I didn't have he, a clue. He wasn't playing in the game, was he? Right. But well, th- ah. this question is also related to that game, Ewan. Uh, who was the oh. goalkeeper for Leicester that day? So 2004, on this day, 2004. Oh,
1: um... oh, was it the
0: former Millwall keeper? What was it? Uh, Casey Keller? Mm. Chance to steal back,
2: Jerry. Ian Walker.
0: Correct. Oh. Well done, so it's, uh, it's one all. I could be 2-0 up. You I could can't... be. You should be. You should be, Jerry.
2: I could be 2-0 up. I can't believe it.
0: <laughs> Against the Oracle as well have been tuning up. Well, well we'll do the rest of the extra time teasers uh, later on. We've had loads of guesses uh, incidentally on Facebook uh, for our who's the fox. Um none of them are correct though. That's all I'll say. Uh and well done to Peter John Orr who said Defoe. Yeah. So, if, if you just quickly looked at your phone at the Facebook comments, you, you'd have been put out of your misery. So, welcome to Peter uh, for getting Defoe correct. Uh, what are your memories of that one? Clearly not that great. Oh, well, you, you remembered, <laughs> I suppose it was him, you just couldn't remember his name. Well, but 4 4, is it? Some game.
2: Yeah, I think we had a bit of a debate at half time. I nearly, well, me and uh, one, I can't remember coach it well, One of the coaches, anyway, in the dressing room at half time, square, was squared up to each other. <laughs> and uh i only lasted about five minutes or a second half i think i got oh that was it yeah i actually smashed jermaine defoe and got booked and i ran up to mickey adams and sort of went there you go sort of thing and then that was me done
0: <laughs> well i was gonna read this out so so you um went one nil down michael mm. brown scored and then there's a Gary doherty own goal Spurs then went in three one up at yep. half time. Jerry Taggart comes off in the fiftieth minute at three one. A minute later Leicester pull one back. Yeah. Coincidence maybe. Uh, then Ben <laughs> that- Ben Thatcher and Marcus <laughs> Bent score to make it four three and then Jermaine Defoe scores. Jermaine right Defoe.
2: Yeah. There you go. Yeah, not one of the most memorable games in a Leicester Sharp, but yeah. Anyway. Quite that,
0: quite memorable for the actual game itself.
2: That's a conversation over a pint and a bar. If we when we get, I'll remember
0: that one and and save that one. I'll save that one certainly. Uh, Right, you and uh, Leicester will be hoping it doesn't end four-four on Thursday evening against Slavia. Um, Another big game, isn't it? And and quite exciting that the tie is right on a knife edge.
1: And from now until the end of the season, they're all going to be big games. The the position and the situation that the club has has got itself into—you know, quarterfinal of the FA Cup. Flying high in the Premier League, last 32 um, of of the Europa League, a positive result the other night, even though, you know, it's a shame that that, that they couldn't get that uh, elusive uh, away goal. But I, I, you know, you, you have to say going into, especially the form that the, the the club are in, they've one defeat in 16 in, in all competitions now, um, flying in in three competitions, um, and and I thought I thought. Slavia did well, especially in the second half. You know, I asked a few questions without really um troubling Casper in in the goal too much. But I just think Leicester will have too much on, on Thursday. If if they if they approach the game as they did in the home tie Slavia, when they the both full backs bombed on, um, especially the right back, I think with the gaps that they leave, um, then the likes of Harvey Barnes and, and, and James Madison and, and Vardy if they do play, uh, will
0: punish them. Do you agree with you? And do you think Leicester will have too much on, on Thursday for Slavia? I think there were a lot of Leicester fans, judging on, on social media mm. very quickly that were surprised by Slavia. We weren't because obviously we'd we'd seen the league form and Yeah, I think you know and we
2: knew before the game that they they're big on their fitness and their physicality and they showed that on Thursday night. But the quality was lacking for me from Slavia. OK, you could say the same, the quality was lacking from Leicester. But we, we obviously, we know what they're capable of. Uh, and I think for the opportunities, or some of the opportunities that Prague had on Thursday night, you're expecting them to do better with some of the finishes. And that's what was, I'm not saying it was disappointing by any stretch, but I mean, uh, obviously, you, knew, you knew, you're coming into this game, you know it's going to be a tough tie. But they created some decent opportunities, got themselves in some decent areas of the pitch, and I thought the quality in front the goal let them down on on more than one occasion. And I'm thinking, well, can they improve on that? The stats, the league stats, would tell you yes, but why didn't that happen on the night? Uh, so I think Leicester, obviously, as far as fitness levels are concerned, you've got to say that they're a pretty fit team. Slavia, they play a certain way; they're a high pressure team. They like to get the ball forward, especially in that second half. I think there was a lot of balls being played first time around the corner into the channels, uh, which they were getting uh, on the end of. The guy seemingly, like a 19-year-old kid, he's, he's burst on the scene for them. You know, he's a real threat, or he was a real threat. I thought Luke Thomas in the second half of the game was absolutely on point, dealing with him, but Kuchta, the centre forward, didn't really show up. And we know how the form that he's been in. So they're probably the two players that you'd have to keep an eye on for me for Prague. As far as the quality of <coughs> in that final third, I'm not saying Leicester don't have a problem, but I think they've got more than enough to deal with that threat. So the answer is yes, Leicester have got plenty to go through.
0: Yeah, Slavia probably in recent years will arguably have more European experience as a team, as a club, and players-wise maybe not so much. But... They got to the quarterfinals, played Chelsea a, a few seasons ago in this competition, knocked out Sevilla actually two years ago. Who are the perennial winners of of the Europa League, it seems. So they, they've clearly got the quality there and they've got the pedigree I, there to come to King Power Stadium and cause an upset.
1: They have done, and you know, you 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 use the word pedigree, and 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 they've got that. They're running away with 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 their 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 own league. Um, they drew one-all at the weekend, they went away to um, a team that's 14th in, in the league, um, out of 18. Um, so you'd have thought they would have gone there and, and won quite comfortably. But by the looks of it, they rested quite a few. I think they rested maybe five of the players who started the first leg. So you'd expect them to come back into, I think they rested the two centre-half, the remaining midfield and the two wingers they rested. Um, Kutcher, the, the centre-forward, he he was on the bench. So they will have had a good week's rest before the second leg, so that maybe they'll come into the game slightly fresher than than Leicester. But I, I, I still don't care. I still at the King Power. Um, you know Leicester have played well there now. They're, they're winning games. What they won three out of their last four Premier League games at, at the King Power, scoring goals. Um, I, I, I think Leicester go into the uh, the last 16. I really do.
0: Yeah, ho- hopefully so. As, as Ewan was just alluding to there, another draw for, for Slavia at the mm. weekend. So, that they're used to winning and now they've not done in, in a few games, but they've made changes at the weekend. I know yeah. Leicester obviously can't really afford to do in the Premier League, given yeah. where they are. There's no Cleccia in Acho, so mm-hmm. that's an interesting yeah, point. So, that suggests probably Jamie Vardy will start.
2: Yeah, that's probably the only issue Leicester have, really, is, is, the, is, the, is the, the squad rotation i have seen Brendan do it, you know really well this season during games. You know, giving a player 60 minutes, taking them off, and you know replacing them. And obviously, Ioz Perez is out for a week or two. From what I've read, I don't know if he's going to be back for Thursday night. That was could have been a possible replacement with Kelechi being <coughs> suspended for Thursday night. So yeah, it's a bit of a headache. You know, he has got the option of playing Harvey up there if he has to. Uh, if he wants to bring Jamie off and save him for the game on Sunday. So a couple of questions are for Brendan. Uh, I think another big issue in the Prague game over there was the state of the pitch as well, which yeah. didn't. It wasn't great, and and obviously the the pitch here will suit the way Leicester want to play, in particular the likes of Madison, uh, Ricardo, uh, Barnes, Vardy, and the like uh, Telemans, and I think you know that might, that had something to do with you know them not being a slick. I say what they were on Sunday in that first half, but I think getting them back here, you'll see the football being a bit more slick.
0: Yeah, it's certainly why he didn't take Ricardo, isn't it? We know that. Yeah,
2: absolutely. Why? And you know, again, proved to be the right decision. You know, Daniel Amate who goes under the radar. You know, he fills in every now and again, and he, and he's been exceptional. You know, he really has, and you know, it just shows you that. You know, it doesn't matter what decisions he's making at the minute, Brendan Rodgers, they just seem to be work, working out for him. And, you know, as I say, he may ha- well have some big decisions to make on Thursday night. But, you know, in Brendan, we believe, hmm. you know, because he, he invariably he gets all the big decisions right as far as team selection, rotation and uh, no reason to think otherwise at the moment.
0: The the key, I'm sure, Ewan will be not to panic. Maybe if if Slavia do get an early goal, it, it will mean Leicester will have to score two, of course. But I think Brendan Rodgers is experienced enough, and and most of the players out there are experienced enough not to panic if if Slavia do take the lead early on. Four clean sheets
1: in in Leicester's last six games. You know, defensively, they've they've been absolutely rock solid. Um, in considering all the injury problems that that Brendan has had with his back four, his back five um that is testament to how well the players who've come in have have done um but you know you you can't rule it out um and and th- there will be certain plans in place just in case that unfortunate incident happens and and, and Slavy do do Nick and an away goal and then you know you've got to go there but let's I mean we've spoken about the the players that are, are banging form in front of the goal, the goals that you know Madison scored, Barnes has scored. Yeah, I think I think Jamie Vardy, and it's not often you say this, he's probably due a goal. Um and I think the good thing now with the two players that, that we've we've spoken about tonight getting themselves into double figures, it does take a lot of pressure off Jamie Vardy. You know, mm. that goal scoring responsibility. Isn't just his now, and I think he'll welcome that because he's he's taken that. I wouldn't say a burden, but I, I think he's taken that responsibility for so many years. You know, he's been the main goal threat that the club have had, but now he's got two young lads who are helping him. You know, maybe that will uh, mean that he might play with a bit more of a freedom in from now until until the end of the season, and and he'll get his twenty twenty five goals uh, as as he as he usually does.
0: Yeah, you'd think he, he probably will, particularly given the fact that there are what 13 league games left. Let's say, Leicester progressing in, mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. Europe, then that could be upwards of what 20 odd left. Same with the FA Cup. Yeah, still a lot of a lot <clears> of football. A to lot of play.
2: football, and you know, a lot of you know player management go, goes in and around that. But you know, you're looking at potentially, you know, Leicester's three of Leicester's forwards scoring 50 goals between them this season. And and that is not pie in the sky, that is a realistic, very uh, doable, very very doable. That you know between Barnes, Vardy, and Madison, you're looking at fifty goals between them, which is incredible. Do you
0: th- do you think there's any thought maybe in Brendan Rodgers' head just looking again to to Thursday because? Arsenal is, is quite early on the Sunday, 12 o'clock kick-off. Arsenal are also in Europa League action. They play a little bit earlier, though, on, on Thursday night. Yeah.
2: <clears throat> Again, it, it's a tough one. Arsenal will not want to come here. Simple as that. They will not will not want to come here uh, on Sunday. They've just been beaten. Uh, yeah, it was a bit of a tight game against Manchester City. And obviously, like you say, they've got that earlier kick-off. But, but they're away, aren't they? They're away from home on Thursday night. Well, I'm,
0: I'm just trying to see because the first, leg, like, I think, was played at a neutral ground. So yeah. I don't know whether they're doing the same. I think they might be doing the same. Actually, playing a neutral, yeah. yeah.
2: So well, it, well, it's not being played in London. No. Let's put it that way. So that's probably. I think that's the reason for the early kickoffs in them six o'clock or so. Will that make a difference? The two hours? I don't think so. And Arsenal will not want to come here on Sunday. Greece, by the way. It's been played in Greece, where yeah, which is, you know, three and a half, three, three and a half hour flight at least. And then all the bits and bobs in between just the and that's before you get to the stadium. So yeah, it's gonna be a difficult game. Uh it's gonna be a, a difficult game for both teams. It all depends on what Arteta decides to you know, what what team he decides to pick for that game on Thursday night, whether he he'll make some changes for it. Uh concentrating on on the game on Sunday because that's a game they've got to win realistically
0: right just a scoreline prediction Ewan because we're running out of time what do you think it'll be on Thursday
1: I think it'll be
0: 3-1 to Leicester
2: yeah I think it'll be a a pretty tight game I'll go 2-0 yeah 2-0
0: Excellent. So Leicester will, according to these two, be in the hat for the draw on Friday. Uh, thanks to Antonis on Facebook for confirming that uh, Arsenal's game is in Athens. I'm sure he would know that. being yeah,
2: Antonis. A, a Greek Fox, we like him, <laughs> the don't Greek we, Fox, he's top man, Antonis.
0: Yeah, let's get our uh, Who's the Fox uh, back on one more time for everybody. Um, we've had loads of guesses in on Facebook. I haven't seen a correct one. We've had a few correct ones on Twitter. Uh, Jane on Facebook uh, wanted to guess Yuri Tielemans, but then Jerry Taggart gave the clue that it was a substitute so has changed her mind uh, Craig Bennett has guessed every single name pretty much under the sun <laughs> none of them are correct um, as has uh, Ian. Ian's guessed Vontae della campbell which isn't a bad guess um, but it isn't correct either uh, we'll give everyone a little bit more time to have one more guess um, Jerry do
2: you I've not got a clue um, uh, I, I can't. my brain's not working today
0: Richard Booker on Twitter, Ryan on Twitter, uh, Josh on Twitter have all got it right. If I
2: couldn't get Jermaine Defoeham, I meant to get a silhouette of someone. <laughs> you, you know, I, I got the first bit right. It was one of the subs. You know, uh, give me a break.
0: Jane has guessed again. She said Ricardo, That That is wrong. No. Um, Craig has now guessed the kit man. Uh, <laughs> still wrong, Craig, I'm afraid. Uh, Ewan, have you got a guess? You
1: know what? I've, I don't think it is. Is it Mike Stowell?
0: <laughs> no. no, it isn't. It is a player. I'm going to put everybody out of their misery. Uh, it's Luke Thomas. Luke Thomas was the first to greet Jamie Vardy uh, after his uh, goal against Liverpool to make it 2-1. Uh, right, the final bits of trivia then for you two. Uh, obviously, everyone listening in can get involved with these bits of trivia as well to see if you'd beat these two. Uh, it's currently one all uh, between the pair of them. Uh, and you and you can go first with your question two. Uh, it's Harvey Barnes related I think you'll get it how many Premier League goals is he on this season he's got nine that's in front of you well done Ewan I saw a I little mean. glance down but now he's done his prep he's Starts done his up. prep
2: yeah fair play two on up Ewan um, that's a hollow victory Ewan sorry well Go he's
0: on. not won yet he's not won yet uh, we all know that Cheng is under uh, got the assist for Jamie Vardy when Leicester played away at Arsenal this season Yeah. who played under through that? Tillemans Correct. Good standard so far. Not bad tags. Not bad. Good standard so far. Um, Jerry, then you can have your final one. Uh, Who opened the scoring for West Ham against Spurs yesterday? (sighs) (laughs) You will definitely get this as well
2: yeah, I just knew the one. When you just ask me who who won the game between West uh, Ham and Tottenham. <laughs> it I, was the...
1: it was too early for you, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. it was too early for
2: you. No, I was on the road, mate, at that time, don't worry about that. That's what I
1: mean. I was going
2: at, to the game. On
0: the
2: road. Half nine in the morning. Uh I'll
0: go, Antonio. Oh, we oh. that's a pure
2: guess. Well done, Jerry.
0: Yeah, you got it right. Uh, Ewan, you've got to get this to send it to a tiebreaker. If not, Jerry Taggart wins. Uh, who scored Fulham's winner uh, against Sheffield United on Saturday? Uh, to be fair, is it my dream team? Look, right, it's 3-3. I think that's the first time we've had a tiebreaker yeah. in a long time. Um, so I want you to write your answers down for me, please, to this question, which is how many shots were there in total in the first leg between Slavia and Leicester? over in Prague how many shots in total between both teams if you could write your answers down for me please first half no just just in the in the game so in the in first the whole leg, game. in the whole game right. between Slavia and Leicester how many shots were there is it the closest gets it done? it is mate yeah let me know when you're ready Jerry, and we'll uh, we'll go to you and. right ready right you and show show us to the camera what have you it, written down it is a it
1: is a guess it's 17, 17
0: not 71. hold it up a little bit higher 19 i can see it says 19 there. And jerry target takes it Boom! Oh, it was 22. <laughs> Get 22. 14 for slavia eight for leicester 22 in total well
2: you see how i worked that out i put four and two for Leicester six and seven 13 so it was nearly right with 14 only one out and then he added them all up
0: well done Jerry 13 and six is 19 yep 22 shots it was in total (laughs) so go on Ewan
1: he, he, was,
0: he was there, wasn't he? Wow, he was commentating,
2: commentating on the game, on so
0: he should have got that, to be honest. You, yeah, you could have watched it. He did watch it. did watch Live. it. Was you could have
2: been sat there with your statue pack, flick, you know, ticking off all the shots, <laughs> <laughs> and on target, off target. I'm, I'm commentating. I've got to concentrate on what's going off there and then, you... Uh, you got to concentrate dude. on the names. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly.
0: Yeah. You don't have to worry about that. You're not on commentary on Thursday. That is uh, Matt Elliott's job on Thursday. We'll be uh, back with Matchday Live on LCFC TV from 6:30 big thanks to you and of Cheers, course uh, for joining us thanks yes, as boys. well to Jerry our extra time teaser winner uh, for this evening but yeah make sure you join us for that huge uh, Europa League last 32 second leg with Prague we'll be on from 6:30